Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard for another edition of State Lines. He is Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. It is very cold outside, but the good news, we have a great weekend of NFL football on tap. It's the divisional playoff round, the final four in each conference. We're going to get you in-depth for all those games from the gambler's perspective. We've got Benedict Drinkets, our best bets. We're going to look at Super Bowl odds, NFC winning odds, AFC winning odds. And as I said, break down all the games. But before we do that, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about the Chicago Bears because it seems to me they are interviewing everybody and anybody for their head coach and general manager positions. And they're bringing in a lot of different people. Some guys are getting second interviews. But there's an interesting betting proposition out there, and it involves the Chicago Bears' next permanent head coach. And there's a bunch of names on the list. You can find these online. DraftKings has the prop for this. There's other sites that do as well. But Brian Flores and Brian Dable, the Bills offensive coordinator, of course, Flores, the former Dolphins head coach, they are plus 400. So if you bet 100, you win an additional 400 if those guys get the job, if you want to bet on one of those. Jim Harbaugh there at plus 650. Leslie Frazier plus 700. Doug Peterson, the guy I like for the job, is plus 850. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald is plus 900, the Northwestern coach. I don't think that happens, but he's on the list. And then you go to guys a little bit longer shots, starting with Josh McDaniels and Eric Bieniemy are each uh, plus 1,000 for the job. But you can even sneak down to Sean Payton if you think he's going to leave the Saints after you know almost two decades down there uh, at plus 2,500 as the next head coach of the Chicago Bears. So there's plenty of names here. Kev, what do you think so far about the Bears coaching search? Uh, what do you think about the odds of uh, one of these guys getting that head coaching job, maybe finding some value in betting a name to be the Bears' next head coach? Yeah, Jason, um, addressing your first point with the Bears pretty much interviewing anyone and everyone, I think that's the best approach that they could have at this point because from what we understood last time around when they hired Matt Nagy, they, exa- they didn't exactly – interview a lot of individuals for that um, head coaching position. Um, So I think that it's a good job that they're doing their due diligence, bringing in multiple guys for interviews, sometimes bringing some in for multiple interviews themselves. Um, With that being said, though, looking at these odds, if you're just going to be putting some numbers down and some money down, obviously, Jason, Brian Flores is the most popular one. I mean, there's a reason why he's up there plus 400. I know some people really want Harbaugh to be there, but uh, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. Looking at some of the numbers from the other teams, I know Harbaugh is pretty much at the top of uh, the Vegas uh, head coaching uh, position. He's only plus 125 on Vegas, so that tells me that he's uh, a big favorite for them. Um, so I think the best, if you're going to be trying to make some money off of it, Leslie Frazier I think looks good at plus 700. Uh, Josh McDaniels, Jason, again, eventually he is going to take another head coaching job. It's just a matter of where, um, plus a thousand looks pretty good. And then, I mean, there's other guys like Byron left, which is at plus 1500 and Jason, I'm sorry. I cannot believe Dan Quinn is plus 3,500 and he's not even close to the top of any of the other spots on this list with what Dan Quinn has done in Dallas with that defense. I know that Dallas just lost this past weekend and we'll get into that later, but again, Dan Quinn is another Super Bowl coach. He's been there before. So, I mean, if you're looking at a long shot, 
plus thir- plus uh, 3,500 looks pretty good. Yeah, Dan Quinn's a defensive guy, and it'll be interesting to see if the Bears want to go defense. Brian Flores is as well, but Brian Flores, you know, a hot name after what happened in Miami, though Quinn did get his team to the Super Bowl, but they did have one of the biggest collapses, maybe the biggest collapse ever in a Super Bowl when they lost to the Patriots when he was head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think Sean Payton's going to get this job because I don't think he wants it. One guy don't want to have get this job when you look at this list. Absolutely not. Ryan Day from Ohio State is plus 1,800, please. No college coaches just to pair uh, him up with his former quarterback, uh, Justin Fields. We've seen college coaches in the NFL in recent years uh, not do very well. We don't even have to name them, but I will. Urban Meyer, you know, hanging on. You look at some of these other guys that are out there. Uh, Matt Rule down with the Panthers had a very bad first two seasons. But I still like Peterson at plus 850. I agree with you. Kevin, I, I don't see Jim Harbaugh taking this job. If he takes a job, I think he'll get total control with the Raiders. Uh, Leslie Frazier didn't like his first run in Minnesota. Don't want to see him get this job. Flores would be fine. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna be the guy. Brian Dable though is an interesting name. If you're thinking about an offensive guy, he's done great work with that Bills offense. So he's an intriguing candidate. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see because there's really no clear cut front runner here on this list. There's a lot of. Interesting names, but no clear-cut front-runner, though. The Bears, you would think in the next couple of weeks they're going to make their move uh, because they like to get things like this in place, NFL teams with, you know, the free agency is going to be here before we know it in early March. The NFL scouting combine is in February in Indianapolis. Uh, you don't want to go there without a coach or a general manager. So uh, I think the Bears situation will become a little more clear-cut here over the next couple of weeks. But one thing that has been clear-cut, uh, Kevin, when you looked at it, was that first round of the playoffs, the wild card round last weekend. Let's recap it for you here on State Lines. Uh, a few good games last week, uh, including that Bengals Raiders game, was a real good one. Uh, then some real clunkers as well. That Cowboys game against the 49ers turned into a good one because Dallas rallied but came up short late. But we also had some u- ugly games, including the Bills Patriots, but I don't think a lot of people saw that one coming. Uh, And certainly the Cardinals did not put up much of a fight against the Rams. Uh, Give us your impressions of these teams from Wild Card Weekend, Kev. Yeah, Jason, I mean, starting from uh, Monday, I guess I'm working my way back. Uh, The Cardinals, Jason, how of a tale of two seasons was this for Arizona? I mean, in the first part of the season, they they looked borderline unstoppable. Uh, Kyler Murray was throwing the ball all over the field, running the ball all over the field. That defense was performing well. But the Rams, they got their at together. And uh, Matt Stafford played well, Jason. So I wasn't really too surprised that the Rams won. I was surprised a little bit at how they won. But um, good for them. Chiefs, Steelers, really not that much of a surprise. Um, but I do hope that uh, people remember uh, Big Ben and his legacy in the NFL as one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. Because I'll call it like I saw it. That That's what he was. He was one of the guys in his generation 49ers versus the Cowboys. What did I tell you, Jason, this is what the Cowboys have always have done for the last 30 years. They have the talent. They have all the reasoning and all the avenues to get themselves to the deep playoff run, but they just come up short and they can't do it. So not really surprised. I mean, for me there, and as I've told people numerous times, there's nothing I enjoy more than Cowboys fans suffering. Um, The Bucks versus Eagles. No surprise there. Bills and Patriots, Jason, I will say that game took me by surprise. Um, I did not expect the Patriots to lose that bad. Um, and as it turned out, I was most uh, most definitely wrong with um, the Patriots. Uh, when I picked the Patriots last week, it wasn't one of my best bets, but I did pick them to win. I was obviously wrong. 
And what do you know? What a surprise. The Bengals came up clutch for me again. Actually, looking at Jason, I went 3-0 and last week in the best bets. So, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> well played, Kev. I was not as fortunate dropping uh, to 1-2 and two last week. I did have the Cardinals plus 3.5, an, an ugly bet. And I did have the under in the Patriots and Bills, also an ugly bet. Did have the Bengals minus 5, and thanks to that goal line stand late, they did cover that one, but... Still well over 60% with Jason Gotch's best bets throughout the season, dating back to the preseason. But want to get on the winning track for the playoffs because don't like having that one and two hanging over me for round number one. So I'm going to try and get back on track and follow Kevin Berger into that win column, that undefeated column uh, through the first week of the NFL playoffs. But we've got a good one coming up here, Kev, this week, at least in my opinion. I like this matchup. I think it's a great way to start off divisional playoff weekend. Saturday, 3.30 Central time. It'll be freezing outside in uh, most of Illinois. But it's going to be uh, warm in front of your TV set. So park yourself down and watch the Bengals at the Titans. Since he is plus three and a half in this game, the total is 47 and a half. Uh, Bengals plus 150 on the money line. Titans minus 170 on the money line. Derrick Henry is back for the Tennessee Titans. He's going to play in this game. Obviously, that's a game changer as far as the Titans offense goes. They are the number one seed in the AFC. But the Bengals have an explosive offense. They've won a playoff game for the first time in over 30 years with that win over the Raiders last week. So how does this one shake out, Kev? Well, Jason, to me, this game looks like the most intriguing game of the weekend. At least at least of the games on Saturday, if nothing else. It's the most intriguing of the Saturday matchups. Um, And I, that was going to be my question. Is Derrick Henry going to be back? As you said, he is healthy. He is going to play. But with that being said, Jason, I, I, I do not know what type of conditioning he is going to have at this point. The Titans are not going to be able to rely on him for 20, 25 carries, I don't think, in this game. And uh, the Bengals, they're hot right now, Jason. They've been hot. They are hot. And I'm going to stick with them again this week. Let me take Cincinnati plus the three and a half and the minus 110 on the spread. I'm joining you, Kevin. I love that plus three and a half. I love the half. I actually think the Bengals are going to win this game outright, but I'm not going to bet it on the money line. I'm going to take the points because I think it will be a close game. I love the Burrow and Jamar Chase connection. The Bengals have an, an explosive offense, and I know what they say in, the, in throughout sports. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. I get that. But I think the Bengals' defense is underrated as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, the Bengals do enough here not only to cover this spread, but if you want to venture on the money line, I'm not going to go that far. But I do think they're going to win this game outright. So I'm going to take the Bengals plus the three and a half. Let's do some bet it or drink it's real quick before we move on to segment number two. This is, these are our fun segments throughout the program, throughout the year, where you decide if you want to bet a proposition bet or you want to keep the money in your pocket because you do not want to go to the bar and mooch money off your friends to pay the bar tab. So Derek Henry and Joe Mixon, combination of running backs here, Kevin, for the Bengals and the Titans. Will they combine for over 150 rushing yards? The yes is minus 105. Uh, I mean, Jason, honestly, I really don't like those odds, so I'm going to keep this one on the beer fund. I'm going to drink this. Do I think they will get over 150 yards combined? Yes, but do I think that is the money, the number is worth it? No. Okay, Kev, going to sit that one out. I'm going to say yes, that happens. I think uh, Mixon a little underrated here as far as how many odds he, uh, yards he's going to pick up based on uh, 150 combined. So I'm going to go yes on Henry and Mixon to combine for over 150 rushing yards. Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown combined for more than three touchdowns. The yes here, Kev, you get real good odds if you want it. 
plus 750. Yeah, Jason, with those odds plus 750, I'll take it. I'll take a chance on it and throw some money down on that one. Jamar Chase, I mean, we've talked about it all season. Jamar Chase, I I, I think he should win rookie of the year. Um, I think he was more than worthy of it. Um, AJ Brown has done fantastic for them down in Nashville. So let me take the yes. All right, I'm going to pass that one. I do like the odds, but I just don't think it's going to happen, so I'll pass. Joe Burrow, over under 275.5 passing yards. Ooh, Joe Burrow, over under. Uh, Jason, I will go ahead. I will take the over on this one for Mr. Burrow. And I will join you as well. I'm going to go over on Burrow. Ryan Tannehill, over under 237.5 passing yards. I'm going to go over on this one, Jason. Reason being is I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have to throw the ball a lot more than some people might expect because I just, again, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be in physical condition enough to be able to handle the ball 20, 25, possibly 30 times. All right, Kev going over on Tannehill. I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to say under 237 and a half passing yards for Ryan Tannehill. And Joe Mixon, longest rush over under 12 and a half yards. Oh, longest rush tournament. I will take uh I will take the over on this one, Jason. All right, Kev going over. I am going to go under. Mixon will not get to a 13-yard rush. When we come back on state lines, more NFL playoff games, division around to discuss, more better to drink it. Uh later on, we'll talk about the AFC winner odds, NFC winner odds, Super Bowl winner odds, and we'll give you our best bets and maybe some more head coaching talk as well as odds are up there for many teams around the league, who's going to take over their respective coaching jobs with vacancies out there. He is Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. More on State Lines right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard for a chilly edition of State Lines weather-wise. The dead of winter, January is here, so what perfect time then now to stay in and watch the National Football League as we've got a full weekend of NFL divisional round games. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year for football because usually these games are pretty good. you got four of them on tap, fills up your Saturday, fills up your Sunday. And we talked about the first one here on State Lines along with Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. We both... Uh, like the Bengals to cover that plus three and a half number at the Titans. That's the 330 Saturday game, the first game of the divisional round. 
then this one should be a good one too as well, Kevin. 7.15 p.m. Central Time, Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold at Lambeau for this game. Packers and the 49ers. The Packers had the bye last week, the number one seed, just like the Titans did uh, last week also with that bye before playing the Bengals coming up uh, on Saturday. But the Packers are a six-point favorite. The total here is 47. Minus 240 on the money line for the Pack, plus 195 for the 49ers. And again, Frisco with that victory in Dallas last week. The Cowboys, nobody loses a playoff game like the Cowboys find a way to lose them. Give the 49ers credit. Uh, They went into Dallas, built a nice lead, and hung on. Aaron Rodgers and company, a familiar spot last year. They were a number one seed in the NFC, and they ended up losing to Brady and the Bucs, who went on to win the Super Bowl, losing the NFC Championship game. So, Certainly the Packers are going to be focused this time around, not wanting that to happen again, lose a home playoff game. How does this one shake out? Yeah, Jason, I mean, it's it's pretty much like you said, Packers versus 49ers. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo. I think most of us can figure out, can probably figure out who's going to win that one. Um, I think the line is a, is a little interesting with the sit, with the six for the spread. But um, let me take the Packers at home minus the six. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be denied. I'm joining you, Kev. I I think it's well said. Look, the 49ers right now are in a play-on team based on the way they ended the regular season, that great comeback at the Rams to fight their way in the playoffs and win that game, and then winning in Dallas last week. And the 49ers do have a pretty good defense. They've got weapons there. Garoppolo scares me as a quarterback. If you watch that game against Dallas in the second half, there were a couple of wide-open guys that he just flat-out missed. That, That game would not have been close if Jimmy Garoppolo connects on a couple of of intermediate passes at key points in the third and fourth quarters of that game. So I look at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I say they're the better team. Uh, they're at home. And I think the 49ers magical run here is going to come to an end and come to an end from the Packers perspective in a comfortable manner with a Green Bay win. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Packers minus the six. Sunday, that one, that day will start out a little bit later on the card here than normal for some old-time uh, Sunday games in the uh, divisional round. But they push back the schedule a little bit, and I like it because it takes us through primetime football this year. 2 o'clock Central time is our first game on Sunday. The Rams and the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are minus 3, minus 105 on the spread. The over-under is 48 and a half. The Buccaneers on the money line are minus 145. The Rams come back plus 125 on the money line. Matthew Stafford, as we know, Kevin, last week, uh, wins a playoff game for the first time in his career, that comfortable victory at SoFi over the visiting Cardinals. Now McVay and company have a tough test playing Brady and the Bucs in Tampa. And you know how tough Brady is in the playoffs. This should be a fun game, interesting spread. How does this one look from your perspective? Well, Jason, this is this is probably going to be the most interesting game of of the Sunday games between the two Sunday games. At least as, at least from where I'm sitting, um, I I would love to just say, oh yeah, I'm going to take Tom Brady and the Bucks because it's Tom Brady and the Bucks. That's what I'll probably end up doing. But um, one big thing to keep an eye on is the fact that Leonard Fournette has been has been at practice for he was actually at practice today, Jason, and he was at. Pra- at practice and with full participation yesterday as well. So if the Bucks have Leonard Fournette and they can use him on the ground game, he can catch foot, the football out of the backfield. Uh, that's going to be a big plus for Brady and the boys going forward. So I am going to take Tom Brady on the Bucks minus the 150 at home. Um, 
sorry, I don't mean to take them on the spread, but yeah, it's minus three, minus 105. But this game is going to be very close, and I'm, this is definitely going to be the game I'm going to be excited to watch. Yeah, this should be a fun game. And you look at Tampa Bay. I'm leaning towards Tampa here too. But one thing that scares me from the Buccaneers' perspective is they are dealing with a lot of injuries. You think about Chris Godwin being out, that injury, the knee injury he suffered during the regular season. He was such a an important player for Tom Brady in that Super Bowl run last year. Of course, Antonio Brown cut from the team after his stunt at the New York Jets. So you got two of their top receivers either cut or not in uniform because of injury. You've got injuries on the offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you mentioned Leonard Fournette, Kev. So you think, you think about the Buccaneers, they're banged up, and they did lose a game at the Rams in, in late September by 10, 34-24. Still, I look at the home field advantage. Uh, I look at Matthew Stafford on the road in a playoff game. I think he's got to prove it to me before I'm going to pick him against Tom Brady. And, and the Rams are an up-and-down team. Sometimes they'll look like they did against the Cardinals. And other times they'll look like what they did against the, the 49ers and blow a 17-point lead at home. So on the road here, I don't love this game at all, but I am going to take the Buccaneers minus the three points. Tempted to do it on the money line, but I just don't want to lay the minus 145. But I'm going to go Buccaneers here. I think they win by more than three. Although, uh, again, this is the shakiest game from the betting perspective that I, Jason, got to see here in the divisional playoff round. Let's do some better or drink it's now, Kev. Uh, also, we want to focus on the two games we just talked about with the Benedict Drinkets, but especially uh, focus on the Rams and the Buccaneers because that's uh, one of the games, like you said, Kevin, a lot of people are going to be watching uh, where they think that this is going to be one of the more interesting games of the weekend. Matthew Stafford over under 280.5 passing yards for the Rams in Tampa. How does that one go, over or under? Um, Jason, Matt Stafford, uh, I th- I'm going to take the over on this one. I think he's going to have to play great. In order to give this team a chance, let me take the over on the 280.5. All right. Over for Kev on the 285, the passing for Matt Stafford. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say the Tampa defense rises up uh, and prevents Matt Stafford from having a huge day. Tom Brady over under 291.5 passing yards for the Bucs. Uh, Jason, again, I'm going to take the over. I think both these quarterbacks are going to have to play well for their respective football teams to win. So let me take Tom Brady on the over as well. Okay, going over with Brady. I will join you on that one, Kevin. I'm going to go over Brady, 291 and a half passing yards. Matt Stafford over under a half an interception. So if he throws a pick and you go over, you win. If he doesn't throw a pick, uh, then you would lose if you went over. So is he going to throw a pick is basically the question. Over is minus 135. Under is plus 105. Uh, Jason, I'm going to take, um, I will keep this one in the beer fund. I'm going to drink this one. All right, Kev, going to drink Matthew Stafford on the picks. Brady over under half an interception. Over is minus 105. Under is minus 125. Uh, Again, uh, Jason, I'm going to take the under on this one. I don't think he's going to throw one. All right, I'm going to drink that one. Not sure either way, so I'll pass on that one and have some money for the bar. Bucks kicker Ryan Suckup over under one and a half field goals. Over minus 105. Under minus 125. I'll drink this one, Jason. I I don't like the odds either way, so I'm going to keep this in the beer fund. All right, I'm going to go over and say suck up kicks two field goals. And some added props here as the show is in progress from the 49ers-Packer game. Aaron Rodgers over under 264.5 passing yards for the pack against the visiting Niners. The over-under odds on those are minus 115 either way. So you get basically played either side. You got to lay the same amount of juice. I'll take the over on that one, Jason, because it's Aaron Rodgers. 
I agree. I'm going over as well. Jimmy Garoppolo over under 242 and a half passing yards for the Niners in Green Bay. I will take the under. All right, I'm going to join you as well. I'm going to go under. I think it could be an ugly day for Jimmy Garoppolo in that contest. And also one more for you here, Kev. One more set with the quarterbacks for the game between the Packers and the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers over under 24 and a half completions in the game. Oh, over under 24 and a half completions. I will take over. Okay, over. I will go under that. I think he's going to have some big plays in the game. Jimmy Garoppolo over under 21 and a half completions. Uh, I will drink that one, Jason. All right, and I am going to go Jimmy Garoppolo as under 21 and a half completions. When we continue on state lines, the one divisional playoff game we have not gotten to, it's the late one on Sunday in the AFC, plus some more better drink it's. We'll look at the odds for the AFC winner, the NFC winner, the Super Bowl winner. Give us our best bets as well. Lots to do. Little time to do it at State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. More after this. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard. We roll along on state lines. I'm Jason Gotch along with Kevin Berger. And the one game we have not talked about in the NFL divisional playoff round, 5.30 central time on Sunday. The last ticket to the championship weekend uh, a week from this Sunday will be punched in that late afternoon, early evening game in Kansas City as the Chiefs will take on the visiting Buffalo Bills rematch of last year's AFC championship game won by the Chiefs. This time around, the Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite. Totals 54, minus 130 on the money line, Kevin, for the Chiefs. The Bills come back plus 110. Of course, the Chiefs last week taking care of the Steelers. You mentioned that at the outset of our broadcast, the final game most likely in the NFL for Ben Roethlisberger, the great Steeler quarterback, who I agree with you, not just one of the best quarterbacks of his generation, one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Five years from now, he will be getting that gold jacket enshrined in Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. As for the Buffalo Bills, how about that game against the New England Patriots? You also mentioned that in our first segment of the show, Kev. I, I, look, I took Buffalo last week, uh, minus the points. It was a small spread. I did not see whatever that was, 27 nothing coming in the first half where the Bills were leading the Patriots. So very impressive game from the Bills' perspective in round one. Can they carry that over to round two? 
Yeah, Jason, th- this is gonna be a, this is gonna be an interesting game. It's gonna be a tough game for both teams. Um, a rematch of the AFC title game from last year. Uh, the Bills, Josh Allen, they did look very very good last week at home, but now they do have to go slay the dragon in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who they have been on a tear for about the last two months as well. And, uh, I mean, they have to go and play in Arrowhead Stadium, which, as we know, Jason, is one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. Um, I think the Bills are going to give it their best shot, but I don't know. I just feel like Kansas City is going to be able to make plays when they need to. So let me take the Chiefs at home in this one minus the two and a half. All right, Kevin on the Chiefs. I'm on the other side here. I like Buffalo. I think this is their coming out party. They've had an up-and-down season when you look at some of the games that they surprisingly lost, but I think we saw the real Buffalo Bills last week, and I think Kansas City, the two-time defending AFC champions, I think they're ripe to be beaten right now. The Chiefs are good, but I don't think they're great, and I think the Bills are peaking at the right time. I think Josh Allen and company are going to go into Kansas City, and I think they're going to win the game outright. I'm not going to take again the money line. I like the points more in a game that I think is going to be close. But I'm going to take the Bills plus the two and a half and say they advance to the AFC Championship game coming up a week from Sunday. Let's do a bunch of Benedict Drinkets now, Kev, as we're going to look at Patrick Mahomes first over under 281 and a half passing yards against the Bills. Oh, um, I am going to go ahead. I will take the under on this one, Jason, because I know how good the Bills defense is. And I don't know. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to make enough plays where he's not going to have to throw the ball 45 times to get over 280. Okay. I'm going to go actually on the other side. I'm going to say over that the, uh, the Bills are going to lead this game and Mahomes and company are going to chase. So I think they're going to go over the 281 passing, 281 and a half passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes over under two and a half passing touchdowns. Yes. Plus 110. No minus 150. Um, I will say I will take the over on this one, Jason. So I will say yes. Okay, Kev locked in with the yes, some good odds there, plus 110. I'm going to go consistent with what I've been saying. I think the Bills win, so I say no, minus 150, and I will actually bet that one, even though the odds are not great. Patrick Mahomes' longest completion, over under 36 and a half yards. Uh, I will say under on this one, Jason, only because I don't think the, the Bills are going to let Tyreek Hill get behind them and get you know one of those big gainers that he, al- that he usually always pulls out. Okay, Mahomes under 36 and a half yard completion for Kev. I'm going to go over. I think he finds a way to get a 40-yarder somewhere along the way, so I'll say over on that one. Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs to score two or more touchdowns. Yes here, Kev, is plus 650. Uh, Jason, I do like the yes. I do like the odds at plus 650, but I don't think, think Stephon Diggs is going to get two, so I'm going to pass on this one. I'll drink this one. Okay, I'm going to take the yes there. I'm going to say, but a small play right there. I mean, you look at the odds of plus 650, you're getting six and a half to one. So maybe put 20 bucks on that and try and win yourself uh, a nice payout over $100 on that play. The Chiefs kicker, Harrison Butker, he's a good one, over under seven and a half points in this game. Yes or no, either way, Kev is minus 110. Oh, uh Harrison Bucker over under seven eh, yeah I will take I will take the over on this one Jason I'll say yes okay I'm gonna say that he does not get over seven and a half points I'm gonna go the under so I'll take no let's look quickly here Kev as we close out this segment the AFC winner the Chiefs are plus 175 the Bills are plus 225 the Titans are plus 310 the Bengals are plus 
550. So there's no super long shot here. I mean, every team got this far. So you can get some pretty good odds with the Bengals, but everybody else uh, kind of bunched up there towards the top of that chart. Oh, yeah, Jason. Um, For this one, I honestly think that it's gonna either going to be the Chiefs plus 175 or again, I could roll with the Bengals plus the 550, but if I have to pick one of them, I'll take the Chiefs plus 175. Okay, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I'm going to go plus 550. It's probably not going to happen, but those are great odds for a team that I think is going to win this week and then will be one game away from the Super Bowl. The other one I would look at because I like the Bills to beat the Chiefs is the Bills at plus 225, but those odds are not great. So I'm going to say, hey, roll with the Bengals. Who are they going to beat them Bengals? Not in the AFC anybody this time around. So go with the Bengals plus the 550. When we come back on state lines, we'll look at the NFC winner. We'll also look at the Super Bowl winner, the odds for both of those. Also chat a little bit about some of the coaching openings in the National Football League and give you our three best bets of the week. Kevin and I each have three best bets for you every week. And again, Kevin was 3-0 and last week, so he's going to look to stay hot in the playoffs uh, this time around. Back with all that, he is Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. More right after this. You are listening to State Lines. We'll be right back. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. You are listening to State Lines. We return to Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard on State Lines as we roll along here on the NFL Divisional Playoff Round Weekend. And we've looked at all the games so far, and now it is time to look at the NFC winner. We told you last segment about the AFC winner odds. Kevin was looking at the Chiefs. He likes them plus 175. I like the longer shot Bengals at plus 550, but I, Jason Gotch, also added that I would look at the Bills, too, at plus 225, but I like those Bengals long shot odds. So, Kevin Berger, here we go as we start our final segment of this show. The NFC winner, here's how it looks right now from the odds perspective. The Packers, home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, are plus 155. The Bucks are plus 230. The Rams are plus 350. And the Niners are plus 500. Uh, Jason, my my best bet for this one would be the Bucks at plus two thirty. I mean, you're giving me the defending Super Bowl champions with Tom Brady and Rod Gronkowski plus two thirty. Um, I'll take that one. Also, the Rams look good at plus three fifty. All right, Kevin, thinking Rams plus three fifty is a secondary, but he likes the Bucks plus two thirty. 
I don't like the odds here, but I just think they're going. I'm going with the Packers plus 155. If I wasn't going to take that one, I would join Kevin on the Bucks plus 230. Uh, until Matthew Stafford gets to a Super Bowl, I'm not betting on him to do that. And the Niners are plus 500. I think their run ends this week. So the two that I would look at there are the plus 155 and the plus 130. Packers at the plus 155, Bucks at the plus 230. But I'm going to go ahead and say take the Green Bay Packers plus the 155. Now it's a little tougher, Kev, because we got Super Bowl winner odds. Here we go. Packers are plus 350. Chiefs are plus 380. Bills are plus 500. Bucks are plus 550. Rams are plus 750. The Titans are plus 850. The Niners are plus 1,000. And the Bengals are plus 1,500. Anything standing out to you, Kevin Berger, where you like the odds or you like certain teams on that Super Bowl winner chart? Best ones for me, Jason, is going to be the Bucks at plus 550. And honestly, for the long shot, it's going to be the Bengals plus 1,500. Again, Tom Brady, Rod Gronkowski, and, and, and friends at plus 550 to win the Super Bowl. And, I mean, as a long shot, the odds are just really, really good. The Bengals at plus 1,500, you know, if some sort of catastrophe happens and they find themselves in the Super Bowl and they manage to pull it out, plus 1,500 looks pretty good, too. Yeah, you know what? I would just, for fun, throw a little bit on that, but just think about the odds. If you put down $10, you're going to win 150 I mean, look, I'm not trying to minimize money. Everybody these days, you know, money's tight, but it's 10 bucks. Those of you who go to Starbucks, it's basically one of your lattes. You put the money on the Bengals. You got somebody to cheer for starting this weekend to win you a big payout uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. So I, I like the way you're thinking there, Kev. I'm going to go for, for more realistic shots, I guess, at this point. Packers plus 350, Bills plus 500. I like that Bills at plus 500. I really do. Uh, you know, that that's another one. Uh, you know, you put down 20 bucks, you win 100 bucks if the Bills win the Super Bowl. I like the way they're playing right now. And I, I think Green Bay, with home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, I think they got a great shot to at least be in the Super Bowl and then getting there. Uh, they probably would be the favorite against whoever they play. Maybe not against Kansas City, but, but we'll see about that. So, uh, the Packers at plus 350 and the Bills plus 500. I like both those. And then put a little bit on the Bengals at plus 1,500. Let's talk some more coaching news because we started off the program here on State Lines, Kevin, uh, talking about the odds for the next Chicago Bears coach. And just to recap for some of our listeners who are just joining us, Brian Flores and Brian Dable, uh, the offensive coordinator, Dable, for the Buffalo Bills. Flores just let go as the Dolphins coach a couple of weeks ago. They're plus 400 on that chart. Jim Harbaugh's plus 350 for the Bears. Leslie Frazier's plus uh, 700. Doug Peterson is plus 850. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, the Northwestern coach, plus 900. Uh, Josh McDaniels and Eric Bieniemy at plus 1,000. Then you get a bunch of longer shots on that Bears chart. But uh, some interesting names here for some of the other coaching vacancies. And we'll start off with the Houston Texans here, Kev. Uh, Josh McDaniels is plus 350 to leave New England and take that job down in Houston. Uh, Brian Flores is plus 400. Uh, Jared Mayo is already interviewed for that job is plus 400. Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator of the Bucks, is plus 850. Uh, Dayball is plus 900. And then you get a bunch of candidates at plus 1,000 or greater, including former Bears head coach and Illini head coach Lovey Smith, who's plus 1,000 to get promoted from defensive coordinator to head coach down in Houston. Uh, any name standing out on that list from your perspective to take over the Texans job? Honestly, Jason, Lovey Smith at plus 1,000 looks pretty good from the betting. I mean, from like the better's perspective, that looks really good. Uh, Byron Leftwich at plus 850 um, is another one. Um, I'm surprised that there's like a Lane Kiffin on there. I think that I think that's interesting. David Shaw from Stanford is another random name that I really haven't heard much when it comes to an NFL interest. But Josh McDaniels, Jason, at plus 350, I don't know. that 
Because, I mean, there's been for several years, Josh McDaniels has, of course, been one of the hot names. I mean, we all know how great the Belichick coaching tree is, i.e. that it's pretty much not great at all um, when they go out on their own. But I don't know, this this job just doesn't feel like something Josh McDaniels would want to walk into. Um, with how much turmoil and turnover um, Houston is in, and especially there's the big thing right now, we still have no idea what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, Jason. We have no idea even now. The investigation's still going on. The league has done nothing. The um, lawsuit has done nothing. So who knows, honestly, who would want this job because they don't know if their star quarterback's even going to be eligible to play. Yeah, that's a great point. Look, you when you take the Texans job, you got Bob McNair was the owner who passed away, you know, in the last couple of years. He had a lot of patience with his head coaches. So from that perspective, his son, not so much with David Culley, who I thought did a good job in his first year there, considering he didn't have Deshaun Watson the entire season, didn't win much, but the team was competitive. Uh, he got launched after one season. So uh, if you're Josh McDaniels, do you leave the Patriots when you passed on so many other jobs to take this job? And maybe the the calculation is you're the Patriots coach and waiting. Uh, you know, it's, that's not written down, but it's pretty much understood. And Belichick retires. But uh, does anybody think Belichick's going anywhere in the next five, ten years? So at McDaniels, do you want time to pass to, uh, you by and uh, stay in New England forever? That's a question he's got to answer. But, you know, I look at this list and I think I, I think Jared Mayo's one to really look at. They supposedly like him down there. Uh, left, which like you said, is another good candidate. I think, uh, when you look at this from the gambler's perspective, uh, Kev with him being plus eight fifty, and, uh, I'm not so sure Lovey gets that job just because he was on the staff last year and he hasn't had a lot of success since, you know, leaving the bears, but at plus 1000, an interesting play. I, I don't think John Harbaugh's leaving the Ravens to take this job at plus 4,000. So, and it's Steve Sarkeesian, the USC coach is, uh, or I'm sorry, not the USC, uh, uh, the university of Texas coach is plus 5,000. That guy's bad. I, I don't know. If they hire him, they should just take the franchise charter away. Steve Sarkeesian is not a good football coach, so I don't know why he's on the list. But he is at plus 5,000. Here's one closer to the heart of uh, Bears fans, Kev. Let's talk about the Vikings' permanent head coach. Um, there's, of course, the Bears play them twice a year, NFC North rivals. Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, who, uh, like Matt Nagy, when he was the OC in uh, for Andy Reid with the Chiefs, he did not call the plays either. Bieniemy is plus 400. Kellen Moore's plus 500. Brian Dables plus 550. Doug Peterson's plus 700. Brian Flores is plus 800. Uh, Josh McDaniels plus 1,000 here. And then you get a bunch of names uh, on the list as well, plus uh, more than plus 1,000. Yeah, Jason, for this one, this is a job, at least going back to Josh McDaniels, I think Josh McDaniels would be a little bit more comfortable leaving New England for because he's not going to have to walk in and completely rebuild the franchise from the ground up. Because, I mean, Minnesota has pieces there, Jason. Their defense is older, but it's still solid. Um, they have a really good wide receivers, you know, and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And, uh, I mean, they have Kirk Cousins. Take that for what it is. Sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's borderline atrocious. But um, with that being said, Jason, of the front-running quote-unquote names, I think Doug Peterson would fit very well here, and I think Brian Dable would fit very well as well. Um, Eric Benemi, I, I know he's a hot name, Jason, but it's like you said, he doesn't call the plays. People think that the offense coordinator always calls plays. When you're when you're an offense coordinator for Andy Reid, you're an advisor. You aren't the one that's that's picking the plays every single down. Um, and the other thing, Jason, is I really don't understand the fascination with Kellen Moore. I know 
He was a very respected journeyman quarterback while he played. I understand what he's helped do with um, Dallas's offense, but he's also had the good fortune of having some really good talent in that offense. And I mean, especially with how the Cowboys, they, they were pretty lacking throughout most of that playoff game. I still have to see more from Kellen Moore. If I'm an owner, I'm ready to give him the keys to my franchise to try to win me a Super Bowl. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't know the fascination with Kellen Moore. I mean, you look at what the Cowboys did in that playoff game against the 49ers, and you just scratch your head on some of those offensive play calls that they made, especially that one at the end where the Jack Prescott is scrambling with no timeouts to try and get a throw from the 25-yard line instead of two shots from the 40. I get you want to be closer, but with no timeouts, you just can't do that. So, yeah, I'd scratch the enemy and more here. I think Peterson would be a good hire for anybody. I would still like him for the Bears job, but if he doesn't get that one, I'd uh, you know, it'd be good for him to go up to Minnesota and take this job. Uh, Dable, certainly a hot name based on what the Bills have done, and I don't think you go wrong with Brian Flores here either. So, And you're right about McDaniels, Kev. You said it well. Look, if you're Josh McDaniels, you take the Vikings job over that Texans job of any day of the week even if you are probably stuck with Kirk Cousins for a year or two uh, that's better than having to deal with the Deshaun Watson mess and uh, clean up down there in Houston so uh, yeah I would look at uh, Peterson uh, and Flores and Dable as the two that uh, or rather three if you want to throw Dable in there but really Peterson and Flores if they want some guys with head coaching experience after Mike Zimmer was a first-year coach and did a pretty good job there look Zimmer was over 500 uh, in his stay well over 500 with Minnesota he just did not win big enough to keep that job. So we'll see how these shake out. Maybe on next week's show, we'll talk more about uh, some of the coaching openings and who knows, maybe some of these will actually be filled by the time we talk next week. But Kevin, it's that time of the show. We give you three best bets. We do here on state lines, him, Kevin Berger, me, Jason Gotch, uh, our three best bets of the week. So Kevin, every week you start off, you get the floor first, uh, go ahead and give us your first choice for a best bet of the week. Well, Jason, uh, to the surprise of nobody, my first best bet is going to be um, it is going to be Tampa Bay in this one. I am going to take them uh, minus the three, minus the 105 at home. Again, I mean Tom Brady versus Matt Stafford. I think Matt, I think Matt Stafford has some really good weapons. Of course, they have the great defense with Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But I think the Bucks are going to be able to do enough in this football game to pull this out. Let me take Tom Brady minus the three at home. All right, Kevin locked in with Brady and the Bucks minus the points against the Rams. I'm going to take the Bengals as my first choice for a best bet this week. Bengals plus three and a half. Derrick Henry coming off the injury. How good will he be? And the Bengals are a team with a very good offense. So I think at the very least, they keep this game against the Titans down in Nashville. Uh, the 3.30 Central Time kickoff on a Saturday close. Give me the Bengals plus the three and a half. Best bet number two, Kev. Uh, best bet I'm going to join you, Jason, is going to be it's going to be Cincinnati. Give me the give me the Bengals plus the three and a half. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon and the boys. I don't think they're going to be denied. Let me take the Bengals. All right. Kev locked in with the Bengals. I'm going to go for my second best bet with the Packers minus the six. I think the 49ers run ends this week. It's been a good one to get to the playoffs. Nice wins against the Rams to get in in week 18. They needed that one to win or the Saints would have been in. They won in L.A. coming back in that contest from a 17-0 deficit to win. And they won in Dallas last week in the first round of the playoffs. But that ends this week. Rodgers and company with the week off, they will be ready and they will cover this one. I think they win by at least a touchdown. So give me the Packers minus the six. Your final best bet of the divisional round, Kevin. Final best bet of the week is going to be for me. Jason's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me take uh, Patrick Mahomes and the guys minus the two at home. This is going to be a very, very close game. 
very, very back and forth, but I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to be able to pull this one out. All right, Kev locked in with the Chiefs minus the points. I'm on the other side of this one for my final best bet. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills plus the two. I think Josh Allen and company play their best game of the season. They go to Kansas City and avenge that loss in the AFC Championship game to the Chiefs last year. So give me Buffalo plus the two and a half. That'll do it for the divisional round edition of State Lines. We get the best gambling information out there. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Enjoy the winners. Enjoy the games. And we'll be back with you for championship weekend next week. Enjoy the football and the winners, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.